like people hate Nigel, right? Yeah. Because he's like. Well, he's, they, well, they wouldn't hate him if he sucked. He's a jock, right, or whatever. But I'm like, they wouldn't hate him if he sucked. People don't hate shit unless they a see something within themselves, or b it's like it's it's a success if it's even on their mind type shit, like Slug said. Well, the whole know? world we live in is just full of haters, right? Yeah. Like he he could even be the best in the entire world, like without subjective. To it, and, yeah. and then people be like, nah, if, if it was quantifiable, if it was quantifiable, yeah, yeah like, I know what you're saying. It's, it's just, it's like he actually is doing some, some, I mean, death-defying inhuman shit, right? Okay, definitely. Well, and and I would say, I would say, like, I like Naja. I like, I like. He's he's calm in his demeanor. He's not like he's not like he's not like overly. Robust in his like he his could be a hell of a lot cockier for how good he is. Not to mention, I gotta show you something real quick. So he's got this new this new company called what Disorder or something yeah. like that. He bit my shit. Did you do you know that? No. Dude, he bit my shit, bro. Oh uh, yeah. He straight bit me. I've been doing Disorder for twenty years now, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, that's that's the idea. The um, and I I, I want to talk to Nigel about this. Like, where'd you get that? <laughs> because because that's the symbol of chaos. Yeah. And disorder, right? And um, and I like that. Like that's on that symbol. This symbol is on all of his boards, right? I mean, it's 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 the arrow is pointing in all directions, and um, and let's get rid of that. To understand the arrows pointing in all directions is like that's the idea of chaos and or disorder and and like the nature. So so for me, what this meant, I don't know what it means to Nyjah, but for me, this is like the Big Bang, like all of the universe banging out and moving in all directions, yeah. and then like all the crazy that happens after there. Are we keeping on the overhead lights? He's like, he's like, I don't want to tell you because it's just gonna ruin the vibe. No, no, it's all good. Yo, I'm just happy you made it, bro. Happy you're here. I'm happy to be here. You know, it's uh, yeah, like you're my brother. You're absolutely my brother. Uh, Mesha is absolutely my fucking brother, and I can't imagine. Life without brothers like you guys. Cause, yeah, the feelings mutual. That, that's straight up, dude. The feelings mutual. Like, Fuck, you man. Know we we we're all we're all going through this thing with like this. Oh, God, what the fuck is this? this and, life uh, shit. This life and, shit. And then and then it, life shit. And then um. And then we got a couple of people around us, you know. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm actually super proud of you guys for like, you know, I don't know what to say. Uh, uh, motivating yourselves to 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 make you know this thing happen because it's like you know you wake up every day it's like what can i do today or tomorrow and it's like well fuck i could just sleep mm -hmm. but i could also like invite my friend over 
and have a podcast about shooting the shit, right? And and that's way more important than just... I mean, our whole thing, the way it all came together, I'm sure I've probably touched on this before, but it's basically like we know we have a lot of epic friends and like a lot of people who have a story to tell. And so like most of the content, like sure, I'm here and I fucking ramble and whatever, but like a lot of the content comes from those interpersonal relationships with people who like... You know, like, friends like you, you're not dying to just tell everyone your your story. No, I'm fucking, like, I, I would be like, I would rather be like, eh, hey, just leave me alone, you know? You know like, but, but, I, I, but I know that you'll also be comfortable to sit down and just chop it up. Well, because you're my, you're, you're my family. Exactly. And, um, yeah, yeah. and I said to you, I was like, I was like, I don't know, I don't really know, like, uh, how to uh, go about preparing myself for that. And you're like, dude, just talk to me. Yeah, yeah. You've known me for... What, uh, I, I thought about it, like, I was like, how long have I known this motherfucker for? And it's like, 25 damn, years. 25 years. And, 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 and we've had so many amazing and amazingly stupid conversations <laughs> and, and probably just, just like really bad interactions with people or, 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 or things that like we regret doing or, or, or we don't regret yeah, doing. Like, things we could have done without. Well, hey, let me uh, let me get going on this little intro here. Uh, I'm gonna welcome everyone back to Golden Hour. It's episode 18, and we have a very special, one of a kind guest, one of my best friends in the whole world, someone who inspired me to even really since the beginning of starting to skate when I was first really getting after it and rap, going to metal shows. Without further ado, welcome to Golden Hour, Just Sullivan. <laughs> Do my best, pals. Hey, welcome, man. Right. Hey, man. Welcome, welcome. Yeah. Um, I don't even know what to talk about with you. You know, we're just... You, you're, you're the chief here, pal, so... Hey. Oh, oh, oh. Um, <laughs> you know, well, so basically what we always do is we show up with very little planned. We have a couple of stories, a couple of ideas. We're just going to chop it up. Yeah. That's it. Chop it up. Put it into pieces. You know, straight up. Um... As always, I'm going to encourage everyone, if you aren't subscribed, we'd appreciate that. If you don't want to, I get it. It is really Come hard. Come on, look at it. It's pretty hard to click. My up. conversation with Trav is going to be the best thing you've ever heard. Ever. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And if, like, and if not, it'll be the best Golden Hour episode 18 ever. Yeah, yeah. And the best 18 <laughs> Golden Hour ever. Yep. So, yeah. yeah, shit. I guess we could start, you know, and it's always kind of weird when you want to, like, like, I want to share your story, our story, and it's always that fine line, right, of, like, how is it authentic? Because, like, I know a lot of what we're going to, what you're going to say, but for the people who don't know, why don't you, you know, tell them a little bit about you coming up and, uh, you know, where, where you're from and all that shit. All right. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Um, man, I was, I was born in Mass, Pittsfield, Massachusetts, and... You know, my mom was just like low. You know, she she it was she was having a hard time, and and uh, you know, some of my my family was from Vermont, and and eventually we ended up over here in in Burlington. And yeah, no, how old were you when you moved to Burlington? So I, I was thinking about that last night because because I was thinking about like this conversation. I was like, I, I gotta tell him like how old I was when I moved to Vermont because you know Vermonters. Like, like they don't like that you're not from Vermont, yeah, right? Yeah, but I'm yeah. like, I'm like, I'm straight from Vermont, dude. Like, 
I think like it was like when I was like eight or nine. Okay. Which is like, uh, that's not very good. Well, I, I mean, here's the thing. Like, I consider myself a Vermonter, even though like I didn't move here until I was, you know, almost high school. You know, but like it's what I know best, right? Like you're 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 from what you know best. I'm I'm straight. I'm straight Vermont. Yeah. You know, Vermont is the thing that I like like, and I have a daughter now, and. Her being from Vermont is, like, a, a source of pride for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I love Vermont. Like, I, I moved to Oregon. I've, you know, traveled around a little bit. And, and like, Vermont has been, like, the coolest, dopest place that I can imagine. That's and, why you always come back. And and Burlington. So so I, I was thinking about this. And it's, like, I was thinking about, like, when I moved to Burlington when I was eight or nine years old. Mm-hmm. That would have been... 92, 93, something like that. Like, the town was tiny, right? There was nothing going on. Nobody here. There was there was nothing happening in Vermont that was... Well, as far as I know, because I was just a kid, right? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't on the map, so to speak. And then, and then so, so I'm just, I'm just moving from Massachusetts, uh, Pittsfield, Mass., to Burlington, Vermont. And it's just you, your brother Luke, and your mom? Me, me and Luke, and my mom, who met my dad, Kevin, yeah. who you know, yeah. who's like the coolest dude ever. Straight up, like the, yeah, yeah. the G, shout, right? Shout I mean, out Cheryl and yeah, Kevin. Cheryl and Kevin, like, they're doing some good stuff. We were there for Thanksgiving the other day. It was yeah. bees knees. But, um, but just just moving from one place to another, I think Luke took it a lot harder than I did. Because he's a little older, probably had a little bit going on or whatever. He had some he had some commitment to Massachusetts. Uh, our cousin Nick, yeah. who you know as well, um, is the guy who got us into skateboarding. Nick, yeah, yeah. It, we would never have found skateboarding without Nick, right? Yeah. So so let's go a little bit back on that. Like, right. like so, how old are you when you first pick up a skateboard? Yeah. Right. Right. So. That's what's fucking crazy is, so Nick and Luke and me were were super tight in in Massachusetts, but when we left Mass and he came to uh, Vermont, Luke was really upset with that, and I was kind of like, whatever. I was a little bit like a year younger, and um, and Nick was like living in in Pittsfield. And I think we got some friends from Pittsfield. Um, I think uh, yeah, uh, uh, Quaid and uh, I think Quaid, Quaid is from Pittsfield, and right? And from right? That so, so, shout so, out the boys. Yeah. Shout out to Quaid to from Pittsfield. I didn't know that until the other day. Somebody told yeah. me that. Um, but Nick was like, "We're gonna, um, I'm gonna bring you guys some skateboards," and we we're like, "Oh, all right, cool, whatever." Uh, it was like you could bring me a skateboard, or you could bring me a. Stuffed toy. It didn't really matter. I was that, time, I was that, yeah. I was that young, you know, but but the skateboard like hit, and and we started pushing. Like now, what year is this? This has got to be ninety ninety three ninety four, right? Okay. So, damn. Yeah. I'm I, I'm trying to just remember all this, but it, it's hard. And and so and so he so it was. I I remember very specifically. It was like Alien Workshop was the G shit back then. But they had the slick boards, right? Yeah. The slick boards. Yeah, because this is right after Memory Screen came out. Or, like, right around that time, Alien Workshop Memory Screen had come out. I don't even know, dude. Is that, yeah. is that a video? Yeah, 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 yeah. So this is, this is when we just decided we were going to start 
skating. Yeah. And uh, and it was like it was it was it was dumb. It didn't even make any sense. We were, we were pushing like this. Like, you didn't really know how to even stand on the board. Like Mongo, too, or what? Well, uh, I remember uh, a couple of people pushed Mongo. Yeah. Like, uh, I think Kyle pushed Mongo for a minute, dude. I can't remember that. But I maybe. think Kyle Burroughs pushed Mongo for a minute. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry, KB. If I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, my he's, bad. He's like, no, that was, that was sweet. But I know John Campanelli pushed Mongo, and I, I, I taught him how to, like, not push Mongo, but no, I mean just just pushing like, just learning to push on a skateboard was like super cool. Well, because it's not, you don't get a lot of instant gratification out of it. I mean, I guess you do at first when you're a kid and you're like feeling free, you're riding right. But it takes a long time for a lot of people. I guess not these days, but for like for me, you know, it took a long time I to see say, any I would, progress. I would say Chris Joslin didn't struggle all that much, <laughs> yeah. but you see Jamie Foy, he's got that video of him like. Flipping over the thing and like hitting the curb. Have you seen that? No, I'm not sure. Jamie Foy, when he was a little guy, learning to skate, he flips. He, he like hits a curb and flips and like breaks his fucking back. Some crazy shit. But um, yeah. So so, the idea of of like becoming into skateboarding, right? Like making it a thing that is like your everyday routine, like. Like a lifestyle, like yeah. some, something that you really, really, really care about. It was, it was like my cousin Nick. He was like, he was like, dude, we're into this. Because he had already been into it for a minute. For a minute, like yeah. for a short minute though. Yeah. And he was, so Nick was really, really talented, and uh, he fucking broke his ankle twice, like early on, and then he was done with it, right? But. The beauty of it was he had imparted into me yeah. and Scope like this this desire to skate, right? And we would go, we would travel back uh, back and forth from uh, you know Mass to Vermont, and we would skate. And then Nick was like kind of done because he fucked his ankle up. It's like when he was like young, it's like dude, that's so hard, right? When you fuck your ankle up at a young age. Damn, but he put it into us. So like skateboarding is yeah, yeah. is he, cool. He pioneered it for you. He no did, no doubt, for sure. So let's we'll skip forward a little bit here. So my first memories of you, and I'm sure you, you probably know what I'm about to say, but uh, so it's probably like summer of like '97, I want to say, and you know I was pretty pretty new on the scene up here. And I started hanging out in City Hall Park a little bit, you know, and I had my board, and, like, I was a bit of a poser, as most people are when they first start. Yeah, but I wasn't at the time. No, but I was. <laughs> no, no, I know, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and, yeah, and so, and, and, and you weren't around. You were, like, visiting, yeah, you were, like, visiting family in Mass. I was visiting family in Mass. And Nick, every, I was visiting Nick. And everyone who and I And we were to. actually filming for the B... CS the Burlington Skate Crew or whatever the BCS shit yeah. which nobody knows about the yeah. BCS shit I don't know if Luke even has that anymore yep but so so anyway long story not that short um yeah everyone keeps telling me they're like yo there's this, this shorty you remind us so much of shorty cause now mind you when I was 14 and you were 15 we looked like we were about fucking 9 and yeah, 10 yeah and you were short then too but yeah, now yeah. like you're like 6 feet tall and I kinda I kinda <laughs> got the short thing yeah, going yeah. on but tapered off <laughs> 
But uh, so anyway, every, you know, it was probably like a week or two where I'd, I was at the park every day. You know, it's summer. There's no school. And everyone, like all your friends. The park? You mean City Hall Yeah, park. City Hall. And all, all right. your friends Cause, at Because you weren't at the skate park. No, there was no skate park. Because there wasn't a skate no, there was park. No, skate right? park. We didn't have that shit. But I'm meeting all your people, like all your homies, you know? I know. And they're all like, yo, like you and Justin are going to be best friends. Like, you know, Sully or Shorty. You know, you and Shorty, you and Shorty. And so, remember, there was the payphones in City Hall Park. And one day, I'm like, come down or whatever. And Tim Nemec, shout out Timmy, was on the phone with you. And he's telling you that your girlfriend cheated on you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so... <laughs> well, we're talking about you. No. Sweet girl. That's fucked up. I wasn't going to throw you under the bus. Hey, I love you. Anyway. You're the best human being in the world. Anyway, shout out. <laughs> um... So anyway, it's just honesty, man. You, know, you gotta be honest. Hey, you, know? you know, here we go. So anyway, so uh, you just had Clint on the other day too. <laughs> Shit, that don't make any sense. Hey, hey, here we go. Right. So anyway, so they put me on the phone with you. This is All actually right. fucking hilarious. All right. But you gotta, you gotta, you gotta remember, this is 1997. Seven. Yeah, they put me on the payphone with you at the top of City Hall Park. On the payphone with me. Yeah, you're you're in mass, and I'm. And on, I was mad, wasn't yeah. I? No, you weren't mad at me. You were just like, I was like, what's up, man? Actually, you were bummed, and you were like. Nothing, man. These guys are just telling me my girlfriend just cheated on me. I was like, oh, shit, which one is she or whatever? And I hadn't, I don't think I really knew her yet, but I instantly didn't like her. Once again, sorry. Uh, but then you're like, yo, so everyone says, like, we're going to be bros. And I'm like, yeah, whenever you come up here. So then you came up. I met you a week or two later. And, yeah, we just literally started kicking it. And it was less, like, instant. You know what I mean? I was saying. But here's, here's the funny thing. So I can tell you a funnier story about that. Mm -hmm. So the reality of it, because do you know who she cheated on me with? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Mike fucking Jones. Oh, man. Mike Mikey Jones. Jones. And that was the thing that I was Not the rapper, about. by the way. The OG <laughs> skater. Yeah. The guy who would do the, the uh, hospital grinds across... <laughs> Yeah. So so Mike Jones is my boy. And so I, um, this is a good segue into my introduction to Burlington skateboarding. Um, so Timmy called me, all that yada, yada, yada. But the funny part was I didn't know who it was with. And it ended up being... So I don't even know if you remember. The, be, it's so crazy. Before the hotel was like the hotel on on Battery Street. It was like the Radisson. The Radisson. Yeah. And and that phone call, I remember I was at my aunt's house and I was talking to Tim and Tim's like, "Yeah, she's fucking this other guy, uh, Mike Jones." And I saw her in the pool of the Radisson with this guy, right? And, and I was like, "Oh, that's nuts." I was like, "Wow. What, what am I going to do?" Um but then she goes, it was Mike Jones. And I was like, damn it. Because Mike Jones was one of the first dudes I saw. Yeah, he was a nasty skater at the time. Skating in yeah. Burlington at the time. Because right? it was like him, Tommy Sizemore, Petra. Right, like, okay, know. so you're yeah. taking the words out of my mouth. Like, you're, <laughs> yeah. you're, literally, you're literally taking everything away from what I was going to the table. So, <laughs> no, it's good, thank you. Because it was Petra, Tommy, um... But but more than that, like I think my first experience with Burlington skateboarding was um like I was in middle school and I was on a a trip with um like an outing club where we do bicycling and and rock climbing and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I remember going down 
And this was before the Echo Center even existed. Oh, yeah, like before. before before any of those buildings were ever there. And uh and there was like down on the waterfront where there was like the 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 circle, there was like this curb cut. Yeah, yeah. That was dope. And I I, I remember popping all these off of that thing, like it was, it was, it was, it was a spot. Now it is. I remember, I remember, I remember going, going it's not a spot. It's not there anymore. It's <laughs> it's, it's white, long gone. Yeah. But I remember like being like and it was I, I think and I could be wrong, but I think it was probably Darren and Ethan Endorf and maybe maybe Poncho they were popping off of the curb because it was a curb cut and it was it was just perfect yeah. where you could get like a nice ollie over like a garbage can or something if you if you put it there and the police would be pissed off um, <laughs> you know because you put the garbage can right near the, the thing but it was it was it was I remember just like as like a like a like a ten or twelve year old just seeing these guys just like popping off this curb cut, and I remember in later on like just popping all this off that fucking thing. Yeah. But like I was like I don't know who these guys are, and um. But that was your first like seeing some dudes that were really. That was like, the first. That was here. the first. The second was I went back to the same place a couple years later and I saw Tommy Sizemore. Skating by himself, Tommy, all alone, by himself. Headphones. I don't know if he had headphones at the time because I don't know if they even existed. Well, he, he probably had his Walkman, and, and so Tommy he had he had a so. pallet like a like a like a wood pallet set up, mm-hmm. and he was not skating with anybody. He didn't have a filmer. He didn't have anybody. He was just doing it for the love of the fucking yeah. sport. And and I just remember him doing a trait like. I didn't even know what a tray flip was at the time. Neither did he. But he was like, neither did he, and he was doing it right because we talked about that. Like Tommy, our, Tommy didn't know what tray flips were until long after he, he was, was doing tray flips. He was completely, he was oblivious. He was by himself. But he was there tray was nobody flipping. there. There was nobody filming him. He was. But for these kids, can you imagine tray flipping and you don't even know what it's called? Tray flip manual. That, that was Tommy out yeah. and in, and 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 so that that was like, dude. This is crazy. And so Luke and I had these, like, boards that we got from, from Nick, our cousin in Massachusetts, and we're like, we're going to get into this. Yeah. Why the fuck are we going to get into this? Well, we're going to get into this. Because it looks cool. Because it's super cool. It's super fucking red. Mm-hmm. And in the same fucking place. Oh, my God. Do you have questions? Because yeah, like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> No, no. I could spin it back. <laughs> so for people who don't know, um, so... Justin's brother Luke Sullivan and I made Peace of Time, which was came out in '04, but we started filming around 2003, early 2003. But you know, we never had like a plan to make a video at first. It was just he and I, just you know, we were just we pick up the camera, whatever, you know. And I mean, like, some some big names are Colin, well, yeah, and, and, and you know what it what it did was it kind of motivated people because when you can start seeing you know your clips add up and then potentially into a part. But you and I shared the little homies part with Danny Chain in that. Right, and so and so what's beautiful what I want to talk about is like the preface to that, right? Like, how did we get to that point where Luke and Travis were? The the guys that were that were like <clears throat> setting up the potential for all these other kids to come up and do the awesome shit they were doing on skateboards and and so 
And so that's meaningful in the sense that, like, me being there and watching these guys, like, hit that bump, which I hit the bump, like, a hundred times. Like, I did a couple of... Yeah. I didn't. I didn't ever care about uh, getting footy. You know what I mean. But like, Luke and you, eventually became very infatuated with the idea of yeah. of, of documenting it. Documenting other people's. I mean, Sean and Dave and 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 Colin and and Cody and just Vermont skateboarding in general. I mean, and that was after Ethan Endorf and Poncho. I think and, a lot of Tino that. Razzo. I think a lot of that stemmed from honestly. So I went to the Shred the Rad premiere. You know, shout out Teo and Seth Neary. But I went to the Shred the Rad premiere, and I was seeing that like the kids I was hanging out with were doing shit on the level at least. And like I knew some of the kids in Shred the Rad, and I was like, I wouldn't say I was involved, but I was you know I was there for some of the sessions or whatever. I've been looking for that name for like a week, Teo. Yeah, yeah Teo. Shout out Zagger. to Teo. Yeah, yeah. And so, Teo, I love you, brother. And so for me, I was kind of like, I could do this. Like I could, like I could make this shit, you know, or whatever. Not not take anything away from them, but like that's when I like it seemed very obtainable because prior to that, any like you know, I watch Mark Gonzalez in the blind video, like had seen kids, and it was like, you know, when you don't know the people doing it, it almost seems like it's like this otherworldly thing. Whereas when you're, I'm with Justin Sullivan, he's kick flipping up City Hall Fountain frontside pressure flipping off, and then I'm watching these videos of kids that are in the videos that I see them every day. I'm like, I'm like, well, I got the team, you know, I got the, the homies got the talent. Well, that's so. But that's what's so important. Of it, it's the love. Yeah. Of the thing. And, like, dude, I haven't been able to, like, properly jump on a skateboard for a number of years now. But I love that shit, right? Yeah, you, you know about the parts before like, I do. Like, I, I look I look at... I mean, I, I'm almost bored of it a little bit. Because everything is, like, Carlos Ribeiro. You look at... You look at like, uh, it's too good. It's just too good. Like, not, you were just showing me Nigel. It's like, it's like, damn, dude. Like, man. And, and I think something we need to talk about is, like, how much of, like, it was important to us as, like, culture. It was, it yeah. was like, it, it meant something to us, like, because, like, I would wake up in the morning and the first thing that I knew that I had to do was, like, figure out where my skateboard was. And if I didn't have a skateboard... Because my shit was broken or, like, my trucks were, like, fucked up or whatever. It was yeah. like, I, I needed to figure out how to get a new one. And and we went through a whole period of time where it was like, we're, we're having fun with this, but, like, like skateboarding for us... It was like, life. Like, I mean, you're, it's life. It was just <laughs> life. It was just purely life. And it still is. Like, I... I want to tomorrow to walk out of my house and be like, throw down my board and roll down the road. And, and, well, and, and the last time I did that, I broke a fucking rib, right? And Well, to that same point, I'll say, so it's like, it reminds me of this time not too long ago, eh, maybe five-ish years ago, that uh, a homegirl of mine was like, hey, my buddy's coming in from out of town. Like, no, it must have been 10 years ago. My buddy's coming in from out of town. Can you, uh, can he go skate with y'all? Like, he skates. And so I'm like, I, I mean, I guess, yeah, like, give me his number. So I'm texting with the dude, and I'm like, I'm like, what's up, man, where you at? And he's like, oh, I'm on the corner of such and such street. 
So, you know, I got Marshall. I got the boys in the whip. Is it like a young kid or something like that? No, I mean, he's like about our age. But anyway, I don't know him. It was Monet. What up, Monet? It was her her friend from out of town. So I'm like, all right, buddy, like, I'll meet you on the corner of such and such street. And as we're pulling up, I see some kid just sitting there like a fucking cornball with a longboard. And so I call him, and he answers the phone. And I'm looking at him, and they're all like, Trav, what the fuck? And now... Uh, to your point, I, I don't hate on longboard and whatever makes you happy. <laughs> Are you uh, saying the longboard is the wrong board, dude, or what? I'm saying, um, whatever makes you happy. But the moral of my story is this. Like, we're going to skate the courthouse. Like, what's longboarder, bro, going to be, do- like, you know? Like, so I, all right, all so, right, all so right. I hit up homegirl, and I go, yo. I go, is your friend a fucking longboarder? <laughs> and she goes, yeah, is that different? I go, yeah, it's yeah, completely well, it's, it's, different. Well, they said longboard. It's, it's like it's like fruit booting longboarders. We have a different, we have a different way of seeing things. Well, right? not only that, it's just like you know. My friends, a lot of the younger kids, they weren't, they weren't having it. So they're like, well, go, go, let's, go, let's drive about, by. We, let's talk about the golden age. So, so we didn't of, pick up uh, homie is what I'm getting at. Let's get, let's get back to the golden age, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Because cause it's like, I mean, like, a boy, Big John, you know, from, from, from his skate shop over on Pearl Street there. Yeah, he, he's, he's a longboarder, right? You know, and, but he's also a, a promoter of skateboarding. Like, yeah. And he loves it. He, he, yeah, and, I, and I don't want people to take it the wrong way. I'm not, I do. I, I'm, I'm, I'm longboards are <laughs> the wrong words, motherfuckers. I, I'm not anti. No, but actually these guys are like sliding hey, down, listen, going 70 listen, miles The older you get to, you realize it's like whatever makes you happy is awesome. That being said, did you see Milton Martinez? Yeah, so hold on, right there, before <laughs> okay. we get off track. Am I, am I getting too so Whatever makes you happy. I feel like it's important for me to say that. I I support anyone doing anything. You can be literally anything that's not harmful to others or whatever. But we're on the way to the, to the courthouse, and I'm with my friends who are at this point, like, you know, sponsored skaters who are, we're, we're going on a filming mish. Like, there's no way in hell they're letting me scoop up the random longboarder kid to come on the session at, it's not like we're well, going what to, if he did something that was like, Mind blowing. It's like, un- what, it's what, if he, what if he did like a like a like a, a no comply, like picked up his board, you, did a manual clearly didn't see how he's standing on well, the, the side. Well, the courthouse is like this, right? I mean, just saying. But you if he know. had like just manual across, they, and, they still wouldn't have been down. But anyway, regardless. <laughs> So yeah, let, let's go back a little bit. Am I fucking this up, man? No, 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 you're all good. <laughs> so let's go back a second. So not too long after I met you, you you know, you would come and you'd stay at my house. I was living out in Hinesburg. It was maybe within that first year. And allegedly at the time, there were some mind-altering substances that we were getting into. What? And we And we had allegedly... I plead the fifth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We had been doing a lot of... Um, let's say, finding ourselves. Yeah, yeah. We were finding ourselves. I remember that. Yeah. And I you, don't remember it very well, but I remember yeah, it. Yeah, and you and I had countless sessions where we would get on a different level mm. and just go skate. Mm-hmm. And, like, it would just be you. Remember there's a little grocery store across the street from my house Oh, there? yeah, I remember that very yeah. well. And that was, like, when I started getting You allegedly had, like, a three-tier bong that was, like, sitting there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, I think you might have been with me the day that I ordered all the all the bombs. I, I remember this. I remember this. I remember this. I remember you saying, "I'm happy you're here," and you're like, "Look at my giant bong," and I was like, "I don't know what to do with this," and it was like it was like this 
bubbly bong thing. I'm pretty and sure you were smoking weed with my family before I was. Well, your brother <laughs> was selling me cigarettes, um, Jared. And they were all surprised that I was the age I was, because uh, yeah, I looked young at the time. And, uh, okay, hold up. Pull up that picture right about now of you and I standing there on um, on Church Street right there. We'll put that in right now with the Mighty Mesa skills. Boom. I always right. looked young as shit, right. you know. And, uh, yeah, I remember that day very vividly, and that was in Heinsberg, you said, right? Yeah. And uh, oh, I'll never forget that day, because cause we, uh, we took some, I think it was... Was it LSD or? Sounds about right. All right, so are we allowed to do that? <laughs> we can do whatever we want. <laughs> Statue of limitations is Yeah, up. we took some fucking. <laughs> I haven't done that shit. In we took some years. tabs, <laughs> and we got. But the thing was, we were like, I was like seventeen or yeah. eighteen, and you were like, you were you were sixteen and I was fifteen. Yeah, and we're, <laughs> so we're tripping, right? And Trav's like, we got it. So I think the point we're trying to get to is like. <laughs> we grew up quick. The, the, uh, the, the... The bond was there. The bond was there. Well, just the, the, the old bond that we have yeah. as friends. Like, we, we, we go back, right? Yeah, and so... And, and, and everybody's got to understand, like, hey, you can be my boy, you can be his boy, and you can, like, like when we get, like, when we get out into the world, like, now... You can't get in between this. Yeah, they don't quite understand. It's 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 been, it's, it's, it's been a, a weathered history, so to speak. No, but it's it, but it's but it's it's the dopest. But history. I remember you were like, there was this one Friday, and like, and a little backstory for people who don't know, since we're clearly no holds barred here. Yeah, I don't care. So, so like every other Friday, you would come to my school and take care of my client, so to speak. And then the following, I'd go to BHS. All right, well, we're going back to, like, that 50-50 I did, though, on the ledge outside. Damn, yeah. you're, you're, you're jumping ahead, well, man. Well, that's what I do here, and I'm the fucking host of the show, so I can do whatever the hell I want. So, so. in Heinsburg, I did a 50-50. Uh, it, was a, it was a grocery store. Yeah, on, on the up. And we were spun, and this was our first, I think this was our first, like, really... Super one-on-one times. Like, 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 like... Because everybody thought Trav was the next shorty, this type of thing. And, and it was like, no. Like, well, it's funny, too, because I was, like, always into hip-hop, and you were always, like, a hardcore metal kid. So, like, I'd, you'd be like, you know, there's a show at Club Toast. Like, we're going to Club Toast. And I'd be like, all right, you know, because, like, I just want to hang out with you and the homies, right? But, like, it wasn't sort of my cup of tea, but you'd be, like, learning me on the shit. You'd be like, yo, this is why this is dope. And I was then, thinking about that today because yeah. we, we were at Higher Ground uh, the other day, and it was Kill Switch Engage, and you were like, that shit was dope, dude. And and I was like, it's the vehicle of expression, right? It's, yeah. it's, it's we're all... We're all trying to make a point, right? And the vehicle of expression is super important. And but you always understood why I did or didn't appreciate it, and you also weren't, like, a hater on rap because your brother, who obviously was, like, a huge influence in my coming up, you know, my my partner in rhyme, so to speak. I know. would say that you guys had a pretty fucking awesome run, right? Yeah, our dynamic was dope. Like, the whole Source Unknown... The whole, the whole, like with Keith, uh, uh, DJ Shape, yeah. um, uh, Jason Allen, like that whole thing Justin was. Justin Jelanus, Plot was instrumental in all of it. But the like, thing with Luke and I that was funny is like, you know, Luke was like a little more, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't say mellow, but 
you know, for me, I was more of a mouthy fucker. Like, I'd battle kids. Like, we go to a party and kids want to, like, rap. And Luke was more on some, like, witty, you know, whatever. And at that time, I was like... I was on my fucking. Yo, I, I, I was on my Wu Tang mob deep I just shit. Went saw, I just went and saw him in San Francisco yeah. like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, just recently got married, right? Yeah, and I'm like, he's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, dis- I disagree. I disagree. Shout out, Scope, Luke. You know, we uh, we did. No, we, I'm only kidding. We did a lot like, of shows. But, but he's 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 more settled into life, right? Yeah. Well, he's more. He's, when I say he's a bitch, that's like. That's me being funny about immature being in being, own ways. being uh, um, that's me being happy that he's like responsible. settled in life. You know, it's like it's like he's no longer desiring to be like this this like hip hop artist and and, yeah. and he's he's no longer thinking that like he's gotta be up there with like Slug and Sage Francis and Buck sixty five and, and Josh Martinez and all of who are people who during our run that we shared stages open with. up stages with that's you what I'm saying. I mean? And all those people are amazing. But Luke is like at this point where he's you're not a bitch, Luke, I love you <laughs> to death. I agree. Um uh uh but but you know when 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 you're young like that and you have that stage and you have that kind of like it, it, what you guys were doing because because i was like over here right like drinking beer and skateboarding and you guys were like we're gonna well so the, so the thing that made the thing even though you and i initially were tighter the thing that uh made luke and i so thick was that yeah we were both into rap we were both into hip-hop and then yeah as like the whole you know, making skate videos and all that came together, it was like, it it only, it only was easy. It only made sense. And, like, we always still kicked it, but, you know, it was like we'd kick it when we were skating or we'd kick, you know, whatever, or when we were getting fucked up or whatever. It, it seemed weird to me because, because I was, like, on this other side, right? And, and, like, so I wonder if, like, Luke being, like, on this hip-hop tip and, because, because, I think it was like you and I were like homies first and then like you and Luke kind of like like ran with it because like the hip hop thing was like super important and then like I was over here with like Kieran and Willie and, and Dave well not even metal but like punk rock or yeah. like and, and, and metal for sure but it was like 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 I remember Scott Furke was like Justin like you should get some footage with me cause like you're good right mm-hmm. and I was just like Eh. Yeah, you never really cared about being validated. I I wasn't really concerned with like getting the footage, you know, on the on the skateboard. But it was easy for you. Like, no, I wouldn't say it was easy because you'd eat a lot of shit. But like, you do. Oh, you'd always get clips when you went to film. When Scott was filming me, he he's probably still got him somewhere. But like, we got some cool stuff. But um, but it was the so the idea of being in front of the audience immediately for me was like something that I didn't want to yeah, do. Yeah, put you off. Yeah. I, did, I, 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 I was like, it's like um, some uh, 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 no, Tom Penny shit. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? you, like, yeah, you were happy to just be the, the underground. You know, you know, like Tom Penny, like, like, like I don't want to be, I don't want to be in the forefront of the, uh, of the vision. And, and everyone was but like, But naturally like, you were because you were talented and because you had this unique approach to it. Like the first time I saw you skate, you were wearing... Fuck, probably size 38 Jankos, and you had purple <laughs> hair and a chain wallet. 
and you were fucking kick flipping up the fountain in City Hall Park with the water still in it and doing like pressure flip off and like even this is clearly before self like anyone had cell phones or anything but even if anyone tried to film you you're like what you didn't get that well like I'm not doing it again type shit you know like, I didn't care yeah, I, I skated with my buddy Manuel and you know I think I lost track of things in 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 some place where it was like it's like what am I what am I doing and and skateboarding was like it was everything. I mean, it was legit, like, the... But it was internalized. It wasn't... You, it was for me. Yeah, you didn't, it was yeah, for you me. didn't give a shit about what if other people validated you. No way. But like, that's I, what I loved about it, because that's thug. Like, that, to me, is the thuggest shit ever, you know? And, and to the point of, like, hanging can, out with you, you can, or... If Luke. you can document it, and if, if you can put it on the page, I mean, because... So, so I was, like... So I was in between, like, the the pages, right? Like, there was, like, Rabine, Parker, A-Dog, like, that era. Mm -hmm. uh, Seth Neary, where they were doing things. Teo, Sean Carpenter, John, those guys, you know what I mean? Where it was, like, this was, like, super important. And and they all wanted to document what they were doing. And I was, like, this is just my life, dude. Like, I... I yeah, but like, you were I, really into chicks at the time, too. So, like, you were, like, not to say you aren't, but you were, like... You know, you were hustling around trying to get laid quite a Fine. bit as well. Whatever. <laughs> you know, I'm just it saying. It don't matter. I'm just saying. If I it was about it. like go get footage or go get fucking pussy, you were, you were, you didn't give a shit about a clip. Let's just be honest. I can fuck with that. It's my son's middle name. Shout I did. Out. I did. So 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 part of the problem was I didn't really give a fuck about getting the clip because I was like overly concerned with like trying to figure out my mind yeah. and taking LSD and selling LSD or whatever or, or like going to that crazy place and then I had a real bad problem where I broke my wrist right yeah numerous times like, right fucked my wrist up right yeah. and um, and that was not okay and what happened with the doctors with all that didn't they botch your surgery or something yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and so, so it got worse so I had a what they call bone graft surgery, where they take a bone out of my hip and put it into my arm, right? And they're like, so this is called a fusion. And so, so I'm like 18 years old. I'm like a aggressive skateboarder on drugs, like whatever. And uh, it's just this arm right here. Well, I was going to say, neither one of your wrists are very good, right? This but that's the one where you had the actual graft. Yeah, yeah right. I mean, you see the scarring. Yeah. It's, it's a nightmare. And, and so... You had to learn to jerk off with your other hand. Well, the problem was this. They put, they put the bone in my wrist with seven pins. And they said, take it easy. And what I didn't do just was take, take it, it easy. easy. Yeah. I, I just went out and skated, like, the next day, the next day, with, like, bone, with pins. Like, like, two-inch pins sticking out of my arm. Yeah. I just skated with them in my arm. Naturally fell again. And fell again, yeah. fell again, and, and so it didn't heal. And then that turned into a nightmare, right? Mm hmm And then, um, that kind of, like, got okay, but not really okay, and it's still not okay. Um, then I got back into skating, right? Because I was like, I was like, fuck it, it's like, it's like, because you were seeing enough. that we were about it too, and you're like, not, not that you needed to like insert yourself. Well, I but saw, you were, like, I, you, you were living on you were living on Grant Street with 
Greg Fox and uh, Luke and Burroughs and, and I was like I gotta fucking be part of this like cause, cause that, I, that's when we when you, you and know, Benny went out on a lot of late night drinking exactly. sessions exactly you guys would go out I'd be like you wanna film you'd be like nah and then the next day I'd hey. see you you had clips and they let all me ask, let, like me, they let me ask you how many people hung out with Benny Chain at that point me and Benny Chain yeah we fucking killed it, dude. There used to be a rap about Benny Chain, remember? The, the, or maybe it was a rap that he made. It was like, fuck, I can't remember how it goes. That Benny Chain made? Ah, it was like the saying that Pete Chill and I used to always have. It was like... Pete Chill? Yeah. Referring to Benny Chain, I don't know, maybe I'll come up with it. Listen. It was so Listen. Good. Benny Chain's an animal. Shout out Benny Chain. Shout out to <laughs> Benny Chain. You know what he's doing now? Killing chickens. Dude, he's a, he's a millionaire. Yeah, I don't doubt it. He's got his fucking shit it. together. He's building houses. Like, he landed on his feet. Oh, I never doubted that. Dude, guy's killing it. Yeah, we're he's, all gonna be millionaires if some of you fucks would subscribe. So, you know so, I mean? so I met I met Benny Chain in the, like the dark the darkness, right? Whatever you want to call the darkness, But right? somehow you were still able to skate at a pretty high level even when you were, like, drinking. You know what I mean? Like, and what I mean by that is I don't mean, like, during a time in life you were drinking. I mean, like, you would drink, like, a fucking bottle and then still go out and get clips. Yeah, you ever, like, you ever play pool, you know, like, billiards? And, like, and, then it's like, and like you get into, like, the zone, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's the same thing. Like, like I've heard of it. Like, you get into the zone. And and Benny Chain and I got in that zone, but we also were. Now you were just filming each other, at the time. Like with like like rented equipment. You yeah, know or I mean? like, like someone's grandma's camera that was like yeah. just rented equipment. Yeah. And but we also were wanting to fight and hurt other people yeah, like, yeah. or something like that. Like it was. Well, you guys would dumb. just get you would get hammered, go out skating, and naturally living in a college town with a bunch of jocks, people would then test, and you guys weren't the ones to back down. Sure, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but we also did dumb shit. Like, like we there was a there was a, a plant like a planter out front of Rira in Burlington, and it was like a four foot plant, and Ben said to me. Because we were living together. We we're like roommates. He's like, I want that plant. And I was like, cool, dude. I'll never forget this. So it's like a four foot like plant. And I said, all right, dude. I grabbed it. I shot it to him. And he grabbed it. And he went like pushing as hard as a pushing a, a person can push up the street, right? Up Church Street. Which is a bricked street. With this plant that he's trying to steal. And he throws it at me. <laughs> and I catch it. And I go... <laughs> it, yeah. was, it was this... You guys got into some things. It was the stupidest yeah. moment of, of my life. But we, we got the plant up to our house. And and he goes... And so the guy... So, so the bouncer from Bree Ross chased us. Because this was up on Johnson Street. Yeah. From, from... Yeah, you're talking like 10 church. blocks. Yeah. yeah. He chased us the whole fucking way. And and Benny and I were throwing the plant back to, back and forth. Anyway, um, we got the plant back, and, and Ben was like, cool. And, we, and we're sitting in the house like this. Looking out the window, trying to figure out if you're going to get busted. <laughs> like, this guy's going to fucking, just going to, like, wreck us. And, and then, and then the guy left, and, um... 
It was so dumb. Anyway, speaking of stupid shit, this is a pretty funny story that I think people might might get a kick out of. It's just so dumb. Like I'm just trying to tell a dumb story. But do you remember but do you remember a time that we went to a a frat party? We were probably like sixteen, seventeen, and we got kicked out because we weren't like college kids or whatever. And so we came up with this great idea to go back and steal one of their kegs because they had numerous kegs. Is this the one where you jumped off the porch? Well, I didn't jump off the porch, so I'll give for the people at home. By the way, by no means am I encouraging anyone to do this stupid shit. I am. Especially especially if you're 16, 17. Go have fun. (laughs) I have a daughter. Go have fun. Yeah, so, so basically... In a nutshell, we decide this brilliant idea, like, fuck those college kids, we're going to go steal one of their kegs. So we go in, we succeed in stealing the keg, but we're getting kicked out. And so we get kicked out, well, we start driving, I think we're in Kenan's van, and we realize we don't have a tap. So we're like, oh, we're going to go back. So we put on all this preppy gear, and we went back to the party to try to steal the tap. And so as they're, like, recognizing one of us, like, oh, well, didn't we kick you out? The tap fell. I think it was either uh, Dave Portnell or it was someone. The tap fell out. And next thing I remember, it could have been Kieran. It could have been Ben. Someone just punched the biggest frat kid ever and then dove off the porch into the bushes. That's what I'm saying, next, dude. Yeah, and next thing I know, it's just like, boop, we just got the shit kicked out of us. <laughs> we just got our asses beat. And we get, we all, like... Get back together, and we're at the van, and we're all like, "Oh, what a dumb idea!" And then Kieran's like, "No, I have got a, the te- got I, the ca- <laughs> I, have, I have a memory from from the same era of like us going up to this is in Burlington uh, of of you going up to like uh, uh, whatever street it is, uh, Blair Street or Blanche Street, and and you just hitting somebody. In the head with a can of beer, like, and it was just, it was just, yeah. I mean, shit would happen. Um, I, oh we, no, 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 no! You're talking about the Loomis Street brawl where someone had jumped, our, someone jumped their friend Steve, and then eight of us went into the house, and we had an all-out brawl with. The, no, no, that's all. I'm oh, about. okay. Anyway, so speaking of of uh, the golden era, as we like to call it here on the Golden Hour, Golden Era, um, we should get back to you know, yeah. So there was a so there was a certain point where you started coming to festivals with my family and I, and we'd go to like the reggae fest and all that, and you know like I, I grew up a little different, but you'd be like, yo, I need a new board, and I'm like, well, come to the reggae festival with me and the family, like we're gonna sell some weed, we're gonna make some money, and I remember like showing you how to divvy up an ounce and going out. And you came right back so excited. You were like, I sold it all. <laughs> Here we go. Let's, let's get some more. And yeah, th- that was like, uh, yeah, I'm not sure how relevant that is to this conversation. No, it's good. Was... It's good. It's good because we got to talk about how far back we go. Yeah. Yep. And it's weird because cause you don't, <laughs> like that just right there is like triggers them for me. Yeah. Oh, shit. Um. And how much we we've been through. We well, well, not that we've been through, but we value the the reasons of why we continue to stick together after what we've been through, right? Yeah. And so, and so, like that was fucking nuts. Like, I I remember we weren't allowed like a certain amount of uh, like alcohol in the trunks of the cars. This is Reggae Fest, nineteen ninety 
eight. Yeah. All right. Was <laughs> twenty-five years ago. Twenty-four. It's dumb. Years. It's dumb and it's beautiful. It's dumb and it's beautiful. And and I don't like I I I want to shout out right now. I want to shout out everybody that needs to be shout out. Right. Shout out yourself. I want to shout out Meisha. Yep, that's your camera right there. I want to shout out SK right now. Yep. Okay. There's a lot of them. I want to shout out Andy Williams. Whistle. I want to shout out Luke Sullivan. Yeah, what? Someone who deserves a lot of credit in a lot of my um, things, even to this day. You know, like even like I was a, I was a whack rapper, and like Luke showed me a lot about just writing and like. You and know. you guys had fucking fun with it, and you did yeah. it. Yeah, I want to shout out Luke Sullivan. I want to shout out. I want to shout out. Nasty in conflict. I want. Yeah, you, I want, so you I want, were telling I, me you uh, you had watched the episode. Shout out Nasty Conflict. Uh, I want to shout out Mike Plant, dude. You know, I mean, for real. So I want to shout out Keith Shape, like. Really? Yeah. Honestly. Let's talk about... Uh, I'm just trying to talk about people that, like, have, like... They're... Like, in my world, have, like, made me feel like, damn, those motherfuckers are, like... There are a ton of people, and we're definitely going to get to all the official shout-outs, but I want to talk about kind of this other funny uh, moment in life, if you will, when we would impersonate each other at each other's schools or whatever. And I remember there was one time, I believe you were... You had either been arrested or you were being investigated or something for for some shit. And I was at your school. I was in a lot of trouble, dude. And I was at your school, and they came in to, like, grab up you. But you was me. <laughs> and so they were like, they were like, Mr. Sullivan, you come with us. They had, like, searched your locker or something like that. Yeah, so... <laughs> and then... And then on the flip side, because you would, you know, because we went to different schools, you would come to my school, but you would just, I'd be like, here, here's the plan, and you'd go to all the lunches, and you'd flirt with the girls or whatever, <laughs> and I remember the teacher... Can I smoke a cigarette in here, dude? No, definitely not. You can hit this. And the teacher said, or the principal comes up to you, right? And the principal goes, somehow knew you by name, but didn't know you didn't go to that school. And he goes, Justin, what class are you supposed to be in? And you go... I have lunch. And she was like, weren't you just at first lunch? I got a lot of, I got a lot of stories about my, my expulsion from high school. And it was not fun. It was not a good idea. It was not something that I was ha uh, happy or proud of. All right. Well, on a brighter note, so these days you're a chef, right? Yeah. You're a chef and you work up at the college. That's right. Right? And you're, uh, you know, you're in a supervisory role. Sure. Of sorts. Yeah, yeah. Um... So, yeah, yeah I, I am the lord of the <laughs> <laughs> Oh, please elaborate. Well, because everyone that works underneath me is Okay, like, as in, like, mentally or just they're yeah, not capable? Yeah, mentally Like, <laughs> 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 fucking oh, people. Uh, well, so, so UVM's an equal opportunity employer. <laughs> sure. Fucking employ anybody. Oh, my God. I can even tell you, dude. It's fucking nuts, man. Uh -huh. So what, are you, so what are you talking? Like, how incapable? Like, completely and entirely incapable of holding that. Like, it's it's weird that people are able to be put in the positions 
that they're putting. Like you see them with a knife and you're just like, what? Like, I like, I'm like, like, as I walk behind me, I'm like, dude, I hope you don't fucking kill me, right? I mean, like, no joke, dude. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, wait, I, so now, speaking of knives, and we're bouncing all around because that's what we do here at Golden Hour. Um, speaking of knives, you were stabbed at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'm so glad you're okay. But yeah. You, you care to break down kind of how that happened? Because there are developments in that whole story which uh, bring it full circle with uh, a workplace environment, correct? No, it wasn't in the workplace. I know, but later on... Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I see what you're saying. I, I, I get what you're saying. So, this dork... Um, <laughs> fucking... Was mad about something... Um, so, so, if anybody knows April Tebow... What up, April? We had a, we shout out April Tebow. There, we, we were at a, uh, party, and, um, I just remember this, like, this, I remember that somebody was being really violent towards somebody else, a man being violent towards a woman. Now, that's a difficult conversation to have nowadays. Yeah, yeah, because what's the nuts and bolts of it? So he was hurting her, and and I said, stop. And he fucking stabbed me in the stomach, man, like, uh, twice. Like, I got fucking... I, I got proof of it, but, uh... <laughs> but, um... Yeah, so, so you're trying to break up a fight. The he, dude who was... Perpetuating the violence turns stabs you twice. Yeah, he's in the a, he's a, he's a, he goes he goes I'm fucking spun. He goes I'm fucking tripping or something. And I go that's not an excuse. Yeah. And he went upstairs to his house, and he's with another guy who I've seen recently. Who's they're still trying to put it on me, man. So he just came downstairs and just stabbed you. No. Oh. No. No. Oh. I fucking put him up against the wall. Oh, okay. You grabbed him up. Oh, I fucking put him against the wall. Okay. I fucking hit him like this. And he just pulled out a knife and stabbed you? Uh, Leatherman. With a Leatherman? A Leatherman. So now, years later, you're working at a different place. Yeah, so, so I'm down, I'm down at the... Yeah, wherever, yeah. Breakwaters, and, uh, the guy's mopping the floor. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, so the guy who stabbed you is not your co-worker? Well, I didn't know it at the time, but oh, he's, okay. like, Mike McKinney hired him. And I said, uh, hey, man, it's cool. It's all good. I go, what's your name? You know, shake his hand, that kind of thing. And he goes, and he goes like this. Like he remembered, but you didn't remember? You're right. Yeah. Right. He knew that, like, he knew, but the thing was... He knew you always once, remember the first person. He knew what I remember. <laughs> like, he <laughs> fucking stabbed me, dude. Like, I was in the hospital I'm for five days. I'm glad you can laugh about it now, but yeah. I was in the hospital for five days, but mm-hmm. like, whatever. And and I said to him, I was like, I was like, hey. What's your name, man? He goes, my name's Travis. I go, oh, okay, cool. His name was Travis Fuck. His name, his name was Travis. Yeah, it wasn't me, just for anyone who might be confused <laughs> in the story. I have never stabbed him. <laughs> you just stabbed me, dude. It was on you. I mean, emotionally, maybe, but never physically. And I just said, hey, man, just mop the floor, man. It's cool. Now, are you his boss in some type he, of capacity? Yes. All like, right. I'm absolutely his, like, his superior. Yeah. Like, you know, and, uh, and then I was like, I looked at him, I was like, I, I fucking know this. And this was 10 years later. Yeah, and I had 
developed a certain level of forgiveness, right? At this point, I was like, yeah, ah, You're an extremely it. forgiving person. But yeah. when I saw this motherfucker... Blood boiled a little bit. I was like, dude, I'm going to take a paring knife. <laughs> I'm going to get mine. I'm going to take a paring knife. No, those are I'm sharp. fucking give him one of these, right? Yeah. Like the one he gave me. And uh, But I, I didn't do that. And I, so yeah. I called Mike, the, my buddy Mike McKinney. You know Mike McKinney. Yeah, who was, who was uh, kind of running the whole show. He's the guy who hired the guy. And and Mike, here's the funny story. Mike McKinney was the guy who was going to kill the guy when he stabbed me 10 years ago, right? Yeah. This was on uh, Willow Street. Willow Street in Burlington. And uh, Mike was like, I'll fucking kill him. No, fast ten, forward, yeah. Fast forward 10 years. He goes, I just need bodies, man. I called him up, and I was like, yo, dude. This motherfucker is the dude who stabbed me. Like, stabbed me, then I forgave, or, or, or... Well, so you've always been a pretty scrappy motherfucker, and... and I'm well, not, you get stabbed. You can't be scrappy when well, you get stabbed, Well, no, but, but transcending the time when you had stabbed, it's like, to go back a little bit, you know, when you'd be like, hey, come to this metal show. And I think the caveat to that, if that makes sense, would be that, like, bro, you like to go in the pit, right? So you were always, like, in the mosh pit. Now, mind you, you weighed 120 pounds soaking wet. I'm like 90 pounds. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and so, like, any time I'd go out with you, like, let's just call a spade a spade, like, you'd get the shit kicked out of you. You'd have, like, a broken nose. You'd come out all bloody, and you'd be like, this show fucking rocks. So what are you and, saying? And, well, what I'm saying is that's why I started hanging out with your brother a little more. I'm a little... <laughs> because I was like, yo, when I'm hanging out with Luke, you know, when I'm hanging out with Luke, I can fucking go write raps and, like, chill, smoke some weed or something. And when I'm hanging out with you, it's like, you know... Other like, like I'm, I'm trying to pick a fight with like a dude, you know. Well, it's not even that you were always picking fights. It was just like you loved the chaos. Like back to our initial thing. Like I you remember were, this. Like I remember this. The chaos. I'll tell you a story. So Benny Chain and I. Yeah, you can't smoke when you're talking. One or the other, but Benny Chain and I. So I. This was after a Sage Francis show that you and Luke were were like opening up for. Me and Evan. And, and, like, a bunch of people. Booze we got, fighters. We got the booze fighters. Aaron Petra, for sure. R.O.P. Petra. We got, we got in a fight outside of the show. So, I don't even know why I'm talking about this shit. But, um, so I ran. So, Benny Chain was, like, getting beat up by, like, three college kids, right? And I did this. I ran up like this. And I did a jump kick, right? <laughs> two-footed. I, I, a two-footed, like, like Ric Flair, fucking Ultimate Warrior, all day, like, fucking two-footed kick. And it deflected off the guy who I was mad at and hit Ben right in the fucking head. <laughs> I kicked Ben right in the fucking face. So you're a huge help. <laughs> and then... The dude, so this happened. So then I, I kick Ben in the face, and Ben gets up. And this dude stands up, and he's six feet tall. And I stand up next to him, like this. I'm not even joking, bro. And he goes, what are you going to do? 
and he picks me up like a baby <laughs> under the arms. You remember you remember the uh the church street bicycle racks that were round? Yeah. Like the round by he throws me into it. And my hand goes He mangles my hand. Yeah. So you lost twice. My my fingers <laughs> my fingers were it's this hand. It's this hand. Yeah, see, you can see it. You can see it now. Yeah. My fingers went like this, and and I got up and I was like, Ben, what the fuck are we doing? He goes, You good? I go, Yeah. I'm he good. wasn't mad that you kicked him in the face. <laughs> no, because I was trying good, to protect had, him. I was trying to protect him. Yeah, yeah, you had good intentions. I got another story about Ben <laughs> breaking two of my ribs, dude. All right. So so let's let's pivot here for let's pivot here for a quick sec. All right, all right. So now now you're you know leading a more responsible that's life. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Now you're leading a more responsible life. Now I've and, become... and so now so you know you've had the same job for what ten whatever long ass time right, and your father. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. And you're, uh, so your father, right? Beautiful daughter, Bailey, shout out. Beautiful partner, Olivia, you're a gem. And so, I mean, I'm almost afraid to even ask you this question just because I know the way your mind works. But here yeah, we go. I do it. But here we go. So so what have you learned <laughs> from these from these things? <laughs> and the only reason I'm laughing is because even being one of your very best friends, I have no clue what you're about to say. <laughs> I have no clue. I haven't learned a damn thing. <laughs> Stop it. That's not true. Why don't you get thrown into bike racks as frequently these days? <laughs> you ain't got time? <laughs> Too busy? I can't get out there anymore. Uh, fair you enough. Know, I, I probably would, actually. Um, I... Make a habit of putting myself in danger's way. Um, I've done it in, 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 you know what? You like to poke the bear, so to speak. I, I'll be straight with you. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if my, I got mangled in a bike rack tomorrow. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck. I'm just being... Maybe, maybe don't go near a bike rack but, tomorrow. But that doesn't, that doesn't take away from the fact that I love... Just being a dad. Well, and you and love people. You're you're like you're not a dick. You know what I mean. You're you like you have good intentions. So so from what you're saying is from like the Betty Chain era to like now. Like, yeah, like you well, like, like you don't put yourself in harm's way as often as you know we did. I think we should pivot. This is what I want to talk about. I want to talk about your unique relationship with Abear. And the reason why that came to me, this is, you know, before I sit down with someone, I have these loose ideas, right? And, like, I think this will be a positive thing to talk about, even though it's sad Dave's not here anymore. But Abear always had this admiration for you because, for one, just because you're charismatic and, and you guys both had that kind of, like, loose and wild side to you, right, if you will? Like, you both were, like, not huge in stature, so to speak, but you both were very, like, passionate humans, right? And I know Dave knew how much I, like, how tight we were, or are, you know? Well, And you... so, just uh, real quick, and I'll, I'll try to get to the point, um, I know I would love to hear your take on this, but, like, Dave always had this, like, 
very profound respect for you, you know, and you guys had this bond, and you've expressed to me many times about how you, like, didn't quite understand why, right? You were like, I don't quite get why. I said that about him? No, why he, like, was so fond of you. Yeah, I didn't ever understand why. But, I mean, you could say to this day, like, you and Dave had a special connection. Because... I was of the era of skateboarders that was particular in, in like, Burlington skateboarders, Burlington, and, and, no, there, there was something that was special about Dave's affinity to me, right? And I remember so... Specifically, he was like, he was like, he was like, dude, I, like, you were like the dude, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm not the dude at all. He's like, but like, you showed me this thing and this and that, and it, so he came just after the era of like what we were talking about earlier, where, where it was like, you know, and and so and so there was a need for people to look towards other people yeah. for inspiration. In a way that you looked up to, like, whatever, a Tommy or a whoever. Exactly. Yeah. Tommy, Mike Jones. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, even, even more so, like, I remember... Um, I remember... So there's this beautiful picture of the last time you, Dave, and I all hung out. We were at Jay Rich's. And there's this beautiful picture. And I think... We're going to track it down. We'll put it in right about here. But I think it, honestly, it's one of those photos, you know those pictures that you can, like, they just absolutely capture, you know, it sounds corny to say, but you know what I mean? Like, it literally just captured the affection, not even just the moment, it captured, like, the relationship. Do you remember him telling me how much he fucking loved me yeah. and loved you? Yeah. And I was just like, damn. And, you know, you were on the list of people Bear would call, because, like... He any, called me, dude. Like, the people watching right now... If you were on the list, you know. It's like it's like you would get frequent calls from Dave because that's what Dave did. He loved to just call people. You know, it didn't matter what hour, what time, you know. Um, but anyway. And I'm trying to do that myself. I'm trying to call you guys. Just reach out. Yeah, absolutely. It's important. Yep. It's important to reach out to your family and your friends or the people yep. that you know about. Yeah, true. Just say, like, hey... I'm struggling. Mm-hmm. I'm having a hard time. What can I do for you? How can I help? You know, and everything in between. And I told Dave, I was like, dude, I will fucking kill it for you, man. Like, I told him, I, I told him I put him in my house, dude. Yeah. I was like, you can come live with me, man. Well, I think uh, where a lot of that bond kind of like was created, not even to like make it about me, was the fact that he saw how much I appreciated you in our past and being that Dave was like a little brother to me, he knew. But then you guys both were, you guys were both on that like, I don't think spastic is the word, but you guys are both very like, I don't even know how to say it, like high energy. You guys are just people who had a lot of heart. My my wife says I'm on the spectrum. Well, perhaps. (laughs) 
My wife tells me I'm on the spectrum. I know, but who's not on the spectrum? <laughs> right. What well, part of the spectrum am I on? I mean, right? Isn't everybody so pretty spectrum? big, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> well, am I at least in the middle of it? You know? That's what I said. I was like, where the fuck does the spectrum exist? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure we're all on the spectrum, but anyway, I think that's a nice way of... Well, anyway. All right, so, so let's keep moving right here for, for a minute. Um... So just in terms of like now as you know you're 40, right? As a as a adult, uh you know, someone who's spent a lot of their life involved whatever in one capacity or another skateboarding has shaped a huge part of your life, right? And so like now we'll like message each other or send you a part or whatever. What do you think about how just fucking nuts this level is of of where these kids are at? Now 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 juxtapose that with with us coming up, you know, where it was like the, it was pretty understanding and like obtainable, so to speak, back then. Even the the most pro pro dudes ever, it was it wasn't something you couldn't fathom, you know. Well, I don't know. Like I think Jamie Thomas was fucking outstanding. Like I mean, I think I think you see some of the pros like Heath Kirchart, dude, and, like. Like, you go, dude, that dude was committed, like, and then you see what Heath Kirchhardt's doing now, right? And then you see Jamie Thomas, what he's doing now, like, like... To even still be... Like, 48 tricks at 48 years. Like, it's like, it's like, but, like, his tricks are super dope, right? And I don't know, because, like, I'm like, fuck, I can't even, like, get out of bed in the morning, dude, like... It's it's well. You might be selling yourself a little short because even though you're you don't skate that much these days, and your body's hit. Like when I went to your house not that long ago, you're still like nolly flipping proper. You could still do a nolly back heel. Like I'm gonna do a nolly flip, dude. Yeah, you could. I'll still, do that for you. You could still. Do I that. might even do a nolly flip with a one eighty or something like that. Yeah. But but what gets you psyched with skateboarding these days? Like what? Like, is there any one thing, or is it all? What gets me excited is that it's... Like, I don't think Steve Barra, and I don't think Eric Costin, and I don't think... Like, I think I think they got, like, their thing that they're doing. But, like, what excites me about skateboarding is, is just the level of commitment. And it's it's absolutely insane. What I would say to everyone who wants to pursue a career in skateboarding is like, don't do it. <laughs> You're right here. That Stop. Can't <laughs> it's dangerous. <laughs> well, I, you know, and and I'd be. I I need to put my two cents in. I agree. Also, do it for the right reasons, and don't do it expecting it to be that, because even some of the greatest ever never actually made it a, you know, a lucrative career. But I just, I just see people, like, skateboarding is a lifestyle, right? And yes. That's, and that's, like, for me, that's what I'm saying, like, I never cared about filming. It was, it was just more important that I could just, like... Tomorrow, if I bomb a hill, and just bomb a hill... That's a win. 
to win. And, well, well and, I gotta say this. But and, like, and, like if you if you think, because Nigel Houston or Chris Joslin or Milton Martinez or like yeah. that that's that's like, like that's that's like those are the gods. That's yeah, yeah, those are the gods. Whoa, you can't <laughs> fucking get there, and. But I think and you, you have to be careful because if you think, like, because it's dangerous, right? I mean, it's, I want to. I, I feel like I have to say this though for some people out there who might not know. Like, when I was first getting into it and like really getting into it, you were someone who like pushed me without you even knowing you were pushing me. You know what I mean? Like, I wanted to. Like you were always better than me. You had the style. You had all that. So like. It yeah, also may have style, but you'll right? but you'll never admit this. But like you are responsible for a big part of even why this show exists, why the videos are made, why people like Dave, Cookie, all these people have went proud of them up because it's roots. You know what I mean? It's roots. And so like I know you're. I did it, bro. You did. I did it. You did. And so that's all I'm saying is and, like and just I, I don't. That. I don't deny that. Just remember I'm, that. I, I'm not scared of uh, admitting it, but, like, I know that, like, my shit is so small. But and you were part of it, and you elevated that shit. That's what I'm saying, bro. Because saying. I loved it, dude. Yeah. It was important. It was important, man. Yeah. It was, like, the, the whole idea of skateboarding was just, like... Like, I saw... Like, I'm, ta- I'm, ta- I'm talking about, like, Mikey Jones. But the whole idea was just skateboarding. Just skate. Well, and so you know it's mad refreshing. So you got someone like Jay Rich. Not- who I consider Jay Rich a very, very good skater. One of my very best friends. Killing it. And someone who, like, even though he works a full-ass job, just recently got engaged. Congrats, Justin Taylor. So hyped. But what, what I will say is people like that who recognize, you know, the layers, if you will, of the inspiration, if nothing else, right? And he's like, oh, I can't watch a new, but but he understands and knows that, like, I was inspired by you, by Tommy, you know, and even be inspired by peers your same age, too, you know what I mean? Because without that, I'm just skating in fucking Lantman's parking lot by myself. Time time is, like, a motherfucker, right? And we don't really understand the way time unfolds. Works. And, and And so it's like, like, time for me and you, that time that we lived in... We're still living. No, but that time we lived in then... Was special. It won't ever be understood by the time of the places. Moments in time that can't be reenacted. Piece of time, that's what... I think that's what... Yeah, and, yeah and that's honestly... I always thought it was a cheesy name, but the reason why I chose so that name is because it's what it was. It was a piece of time. It was a time. piece of time. Yeah. And it will always be a piece of time. Like, I will never do any of those things. Dave, Sean, fuck. So, dude, you fuck. Were, so, so fuck. on a similar topic, you were... I gotta pee, dude, so well, bad right now. So, right quick, before you piss, because we're going to take a break. You were the first one that I know of to do the run at City Hall. Bro, you kickflip the top, and Benny, in peace time, did the ollie-ollie into the slide, right? So I did kickflip kick the up top there, yeah. and then you little no stolly on that. So anyway, with that being said, here's this one thing I want to leave in kids' minds: you didn't invent the wheel, okay? 
I don't care how many fucking likes you You were just got. a crooked spoke adjacent. That's mad true. <laughs> and I'm going to say this. It's like, yo, it's important for kids to know the history of the things they aspire to be a part of. Because nowadays there's so much validation. Just because you got a thousand likes on your Instagram post, Sean Stem did that in 2006 and we didn't even use it okay so get off your own dick okay go do the history watch the people who did that before you and then that will encourage you to raise the bar there's a couple of you out there doing it but if i'm gonna keep it 100 you kids aren't raising the bar like the generation before you did you really aren't and you have no excuses you really don't and that's just me keeping it real yeah so guess what your kids are going to talk about him being 40 years old, talking shit. He doesn't know what he's talking about, but guess what? He does. Hey. He's been there. He's done that. Hey, you're welcome he's been, for, you're welcome he's been for all those Spain. Skate, you're welcome been, for those skate parks. You're welcome for those skate parks because we didn't have those. You're welcome, though. They must have fallen out of the sky. You know what I mean? You, they must have fallen out of the sky. There was no there was no rallies. There was no years of us getting our boards taken, getting arrested, getting in fights, beat up. When when skateboarding wasn't cool, I know that's hard to imagine for some of these kids. Was it cool? <laughs> no, it wasn't cool. Is it cool now? I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, it was. Hey, I think it's about time to call this shit a wrap. But this has been a beautiful moment with one of my good friends now would be appropriate if there are anyone you want to give specific shout outs to once you look right over there in that beautiful camera just want to shout out all the people who i've known through time and space uh most likely uh it's been weird <laughs> but we hey. still here we still here and uh i gotta say this this has been a one-of-a-kind episode with a one-of-a-kind guest. Golden Hour, episode 18. It ain't gonna make any sense, so... You know. Fuck it. Yeah, get a tra get someone who can transcribe or, you know, if you, if you know anybody who speaks the language of the G-Fam. I gotta pee. Go <laughs> All right. With that being said, Golden Hour, episode 18, Justin Sullivan. Shout out Sean Mesha. As always, please subscribe. And we out.